Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to today's session. We're just going to give it another 30 seconds while people are turning up. I can see the numbers are increasing. I want to say thank you to all of you people for turning up early. Hugely appreciated. I massively value, massively value your attention and your desire to engage and your time to be here and commit to this. It means massive amounts to myself and the MBM team. And it's you know it's a massive thank you from me and a massive thank you from your future self for anything that you're going to pick up in this that's going to help you to develop yourself and move yourself forward in your business your careers and with your teams as well so thank you from us and thank you from your future self as well let's just give it 30 seconds and wait for a couple more people to arrive afternoon andy Please feel free if you want to make comments, you want to ask questions, the question box is there. We will be picking up a bit of Q&A at the end of it. But also if anything comes up that you, you wish to kind of pick up with me, you wish to query, please do. Um, this is what it's here for. I'm here to help you get as much clarity, especially around the Grow Coaching model this week, which is what we're going to be focusing on. So let's start. Everyone make sure you've got drinks. going to set you guys up for success, first of all. Please make sure you've got drinks available and you've got a pen and paper, nice clean sheet, so setting you up for success for this session. At the top of that sheet, on one side, I want you to write keepers, and what does keepers mean? Keepers are the things that you want to remember from this session. So we've got 20 minutes roughly of content, a little bit of Q&A and kind of calibration and stuff at the end there. Keepers aiming for more than three things that i say or share or questions that people ask and i answer anything that helps to stimulate a new thought for you something that's a new moment one of those light bulb moments those aha uh, points and that penny hitting the floor you know that's the, it's the loudest noise in the room the penny dropping and hitting the floor so keepers are the things that you want to keep hold of so when you reread it it stimulates a new thought and it keeps the learning moving forward so let's get into this because this is the home of sticky learning, making business matter. We make learning stick and these are the sticky learning lunches. My name is Nathan Simmons and I'm a senior leadership coach and trainer with MBM. We are the leadership development and soft skills provider to the grocery and manufacturing industry. Let's get this show started. What are we covering today? We are covering the R from the Grow Coaching Model. We all know what R stands for because right now it's blazed across your screens. Let's bring it off there. So R stands for reality. First question, open question for all of you here. What does reality mean for you? How do you define this to your clients? How do you define this to your delegates and your the people in your teams? How do you define reality? What is it? Let's see what you've got to say on this subject. Truth as I understand and see it, absolutely. What else does reality mean for us? Reflect on clients' current situation, help them become aware of their reality, absolutely. So we're getting them to reflect on the current situation they're in. The current situation, their perception, absolutely. Key thing with perception is, as some of you may know, and let me clarify this with you, perception is reality, okay? It's also a lie. 
What do I mean by this? It's because the way that someone sees something is their version of reality. Whether it's true or not to the wider whole is neither here nor there. According to them, it's their reality. So never argue with someone's perception. Give you a really tangible um, understanding of this. Imagine someone that is colorblind, and that maybe they don't see green or maybe they don't see red the way that we do. Maybe they don't see it at all. Maybe they see oranges or the same color across the board. You can argue with them until you're blue in the face that roses are red and grass is green and this, that, and the other, but they'll never be able to see it because that's not their reality. Super great point there. Thank you very much for that, Jane. Appreciate it. So the reality is where someone is right now. It's everything that has preceded this moment, everything they have learned, everything they have experienced, how they see the world, where they're planning or how they interact with things, the lessons that they've learned along the way. This is the reality, the here and now and the current. There are some challenges though with the way that we've learned to deal with reality. And we're gonna be covering those today. So we've got three points. The first one here is about big goals. And we're gonna come back into that so we make sure we're focusing in the right way into the reality how we can then be overwhelmed by the journey that's in front of us, and then how we learn to maximize what's come before us until this point, what we've done and the journey that we've taken. So we need to use these three points to, to help keep the brain engaged in the right way. The first thing, big goals, number one. The problem with big goals are they're big and they're meant to be. So as I said yesterday, and if you haven't seen the video from yesterday, please, after this, go and watch that. It's on YouTube, it's available now. We'll provide links for that. Is they're meant to be big. They're meant to be stimulating. They're meant to be challenging. They're meant to be engaging because it needs to be those three things so that the goal becomes magnetic. It physically pulls you forward. It needs to magnetize you in order to create that because it becomes a necessity, not just a maybe. The challenge that we have with the big goal though, is it can become too overwhelming. So when we're looking at the big goal, what we wanna do is we wanna break it down into the bite-sized chunks. Again, talking about how do you eat an elephant? You don't do it in one mouthful. You chop it up into smaller bite-sized chunks so that you can learn to deal with it. Some of those will be your smaller goals that then slot into that bigger one. So you will have your big overarching goal with potentially three to four pillars in it, which are then the goals and the, um, the waypoints up the mountainside that's going to help you to get there. So you can break it down into tangible points and then also work it out into objectives. This then starts to feed into tomorrow's session. So we break it down in chunks. What would make this goal easier to manage right now? How can we break this down into its lowest denominators to help move this forward? What goals could you be achieving right now that would line you up for that? Throwing some questions out here that you can write down and use in your coaching sessions or for yourselves. What else? How could you break this goal down into smaller steps that are gonna help you to move forward? How can we feed into that? How does the three-month goal feed into a 12-month goal? What does that look like? So we start to break this big goal down into smaller elements that we can work on. The second thing that we want to be looking at is our mindset 
around this. How do we often look at our goals? Something I talk a lot about with people is when we're looking at the growth mindset, when we're looking at how we work inside our comfort zones, often when we set goals, especially when we set goals that are realistic and inside that comfort zone, what we expect to happen is this is us moving towards our goal. We think the journey, crikey, that green is not working at all. We think the journey is going to look like this. A nice straight road, nice and simple. Here's my goal, here's me, and this is the journey. And then what happens? What normally happens when we think everything's going to be plain sailing? Open question to you. What normally happens when we think everything's going to be plain sailing as we're moving towards our goal? Get knocked off track. We slip up as we move forward along the line. And then unexpected crosswinds, nicely put. I procrastinate, Adriana, yes. There's a whole different training I can do on procrastination. By the way, procrastination is a good thing. It's very natural. It's very normal. We just have to learn how to focus it because it is helpful. We have this idea that the world's going to be perfect. And, oh, look, I'm just going to go over there and it's all going to be normal. But what happens is you're going along here, the smallest hiccup here, and all of a sudden, you've got a problem. And then you start to procrastinate, even though it was the smallest thing. The, the, the slight crosswind or the slight curve to the, the expectation causes a problem because the outside, the, the expectation you have in your head doesn't match up with the reality outside. And then it creates frustration. But what happens is the moment we start doing this and we start getting this reality of what's going on, what we actually see is here's the goal and it's more like this. And here's you. Now it looks a lot more complicated. And it looks more, more challenging. So number two is when you set the big goal and you're here, you start to question your capability. You start to question your capacity to make it happen, which is where the big goal can start to become overwhelming. And the measurement that you have to get up here becomes the chasm of despair and doubt. Who do I think I am to do that? Why me? I've got more than enough going on. So we have this fear of, well, the two fears that start to kick in, and we look at this a little bit with procrastination. Exactly. Someone's mentioned here about COVID-19. We didn't see this coming. Actually, quite a lot of us did when you read the articles. We think everything's going to be plain sailing and something like this happens. Um, blockbusters thought they were going to be renting out DVDs and videos for a very long time. Kodak thought they were going to be printing people's photos for a very long time. They all thought it was going to be plain sailing and the smallest hiccup in the road caused a problem. When we create the big goal, 
we see the the journey ahead of us and we go into this space of the chasm of uh, the, the chasm of despair and doubt and the fears kick in the fear of not enough the fear of not rich enough tall enough intelligent enough um educated enough connected enough whatever and we start to feel this fear who do i think i am in relation to this and who do i think i am to think that i can make that happen the second fear that kicks in is the fear of losing face and respect if i try doing this and i fall down will people think less of me it's, it's we, we and we learn these fears at a very young age but even worse than that, we often go into this place, well, what if I succeed? Will people think less of me? Will they think that I have become arrogant or overconfident in what I'm doing? So rather than even trying it for the fear of people thinking less if you fall down or even succeeding and people thinking less of you because you made it, you do nothing and you stay here. So number two is understanding this sensation of when you look at the big goal, where you are right now with the learning that you have with the capabilities that you have this can appear daunting so we break it down but when we do the reality questioning it's about celebrating and helping ourselves and helping the people that we work with understand how far they have actually come and what they're actually capable of when they turn around and look or what's happened before this very moment, where they've succeeded, where they failed. I'll say it again a million times before I die. Failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is the route to it. And when you can take that failure and turn it into a valuable lesson, you will move forward faster. So when we're working with ourselves and the people, and we're asking these reality-based questions, what have you learned? When did you fail? And what did you get out of that that's moved you forward? What have you tried so far? What have your experiences been up until this moment? What is it you learned before that's gonna help you again to move forward? How far have you come? Here's a question for everyone, and you can share this um, in the questions and I won't put, in, I'll, I don't think anyone can see what's going up on the question. I think it's only to me. Um, but even if you're going to share this in the chat, it's quite a funny exercise. Everyone type in their first salary. So the first job you ever had, type in your salary in the questions or the chat box so I can see them. Chat box if you want other people saw them. Someone's written here 8,500. What other salaries have we got? £7.50 per day, crikey, £26 per week, yes. Sound like youth training to me, Colin, because that's what I was on at £35 a week when I had my first proper job. 10K, 9K, £3,500. Good, any more for any more? First salary, type in your first salary for your first job you ever had. If you don't want to share it there, write it down on your pad. If you're watching this, £1.96 an hour. I, I feel this is incredible. If you're watching this on the replay, please make sure you're writing this down. Now, the next question, and you don't have to share this with me, how much are you earning right now? What is your current salary? All the money that you've got coming in, whether it's from rented property, 
whether it's from one-to-one um, uh, -one clients, entrepreneur, consultancy, salaried, whatever. Impressive. Absolutely. So the reason that I'm getting you to do this is when you were 16, 17, 20, whatever it was, and you took that first salary, did you ever imagine that you would be earning the money that you're earning right now? Did you ever think that you were capable of getting that amount of money? Now, one of my clients originally started and he was getting five pounds, I think it was five pounds or six pounds per job. On occasion, he's now commanding 350 pounds per job. That's an hour's work. And when I talk to him about that, he laughs at the person that he was because that person could not imagine doing what he's doing now. And the reason I ask you to get and to look at this is rather than looking over here, if this is doubling your salary, if this is tripling your business, if this is growing your customer base by whatever means or as a leader, and you think this is too much, this is overwhelming, take a moment to look how far you've actually come in your journey and see what is possible from then until now going backwards. And then taking the moment to say, well, what did I learn? What did I get out of this? And then what we start to do is we're using point three. Which is an educated reflection. You take a moment to think about how far you've come to now, what you've learned, what are the ideas, and who's giving you advice, what you can then squeeze out of that advice for yourself and for other people by looking at the lessons learned, the times that you scratched your knees, like the man in the arena from the speech. You know, it's about being in the fight. It's about getting the scrapes and the cuts, and it's about being knocked down, and it's about still standing up again, learning from it, developing from it, and then moving it forward. Because what got you here may not get you there, but it certainly is the platform that's going to make that happen. So when we take a moment to look back and get grateful and show gratitude for what it is we've learned, how far we've come, and then we can start to understand what it is we can contribute in here that's going to make this happen. Because when we're looking up here and we start complaining, you cannot activate solutional thinking while you're complaining. At the same time, though, if you look back and see how far you've progressed and what you've got and how far you've developed, you can then shift that thinking, face it forward, and then you can start to think about what you need to put in place that's going to get you from here to there with that reality. I hope this is helping today. Crikey, we're almost on time. What has been useful? I haven't got a clear line of sight on my clock and I didn't realize what the time was. What's been useful so far from today? Please uh, let me know in the, in the question box or the chat box what has been useful from today's session around the reality section of the Grow Coaching Model and some of the mindsets around this. Getting perspective. I'd love to know what that perspective is and what you're seeing right now. Failure is not the opposite of success, absolutely, but instead it's a learning curve, it's huge. And what if I succeed as opposed to what if I'm going to fail? Absolutely. 
the two fears that we have this fear of not enough and this fear of losing respect or losing love or acknowledgement whatever it may be we learn them at a very early age it's part of the the learning process of conditional love and we're not here to um, talk about parenting too much it is a it's a very strong thing it happens we learn to fit in we learn to live up to expectations we learn to not appear crazy or um, too full of ourselves and it's these kind of mechanisms that are teaching us to, to hold ourselves back so that we don't set big goals but excuse me as a result of that we start to see things like anxiety and depression in the workplace start to creep up because we're actually not fully expressing ourselves we don't know how to set the big goals and we don't know how to um, break it down in such a way that it is it's um, something that we can work on it's tangible and we can move forward with it um, what you just said, can't activate solutional thinking if you're complaining. Yes, absolutely. By the way, solutional is not actually a word. I made it up a couple of years ago. It's not trademarked, so please feel free to use it. Just be aware that people might go, eh, that's not a word. Educated reflection and the chasm, absolutely. If you come to kind of <clears throat> um, appreciate the chasms and the things that are going to happen and the curveballs and the river going left when you want to go right and the landslides and the avalanches you know they're going to happen if we can be realistic about that we can start to build the options which we'll look at tomorrow that are going to move us through it and you can appreciate those challenges as they come towards you because they're making you stronger a one man stumbling block is another man's stepping stone can't think in terms of solutions while complaining absolutely failure equals the best training absolutely if you have not failed you cannot win it's as simple as that there is no it's no it's not they're not opposites they're on a continuum failure and and, and success are on that continuum it's a sliding scale on how we move up them you can't have one without the other It'd be like saying up when there's no down. You can't have them. They're not opposites, they're continuing. They're, they're on a sliding continuum depending where you're standing to them in relation to them. How you choose to look at that, from up here, the carpet is down. You know, from downstairs, the carpet's up. So how the angle that we, this, this carpet that is, you know, the, 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 the angle and the perspective that we get on those things can dictate how we look at things. Something else that just popped into my head, I was thinking about this earlier, is that fear and that doubt that we have here. I heard a story recently. The key line was, is the only difference between a rut and a grave is the depth. And for me, when I was thinking about this phrase, I was thinking that's very morbid, it's very harsh. But there was a lot of people out there that are caught in a rut and they think they're in a grave. They've started work at 21 and they've died by the time they're 24. They just happen to have a few more years left until they retire. And I work in, you know, very strongly in a space of career development and leadership development. So I was thinking about this rut and the grave thing and this fear of not, uh, of not enough and, and how to move ourselves. The challenge is though, is when we're face down in a rut and we're looking at dirt, it looks exactly the same as if we're in a grave. And we feel like we failed when we're looking at it in the wrong way, when we've got the wrong perspective. So when we change that angle, we start to, we then turn over and we can look up. Once we can look up, we can stand up. When you've taken a chance to look back on how great the life is that you've already led 
and how you can then transfer and scale those tools and ideas forward, you can bridge the chasm, reach your goals. And those big goals become less daunting because they're in bite-sized chunks which enable you to make it happen. <sighs> questions, what questions have you got for me right now so I can help you um, uh, you know, get better questioning and get a better perspective on your reality? What questions have you got for me right now? Advice for getting someone to see their stumbling blocks and struggles as part of the process instead of the permanent failure. Absolutely, good. So one of the mechanisms is talking about the fears, helping them to understand where fear comes from and where they've learned it. Oh, we will probably incorporate this into another training session. Helping them to see that. The, the often one that I use is the analogy of, of Edison and the light bulb. And how some people say it took him 400, some people say 1,000, 6,000, 10,000 attempts to make the light bulb. And every time that he didn't make it, or one of his team, because he had a very big team at this point, didn't make the light bulb, he just said, I've just found another way how not to make a light bulb. And he still went again. It meant that he was eliminating the no's in order to get to the yes. Now, the interest, two interesting things about Edison, one was he was homeschooled. He was actually kicked out of his school and sent home with a letter to give to his mother. And that letter said that he was uneducable. He was too stupid to be in class and she had to teach him. And what actually happened is his mother turned around and he said, What's, what did the letter say? And, he, and she said, the school has sent you home because you're too intelligent and I have to teach you because they're not able to deal with you. That in itself is mind blowing. When you hear the story then of how his factory burned down and he didn't have any insurance by all accounts, one of the cousins was campaign on the door, Mr. Edison, Mr. Edison, the factory's burning down. What was his response? Right, go and get the other family, go and get these people, go and get these people and get some food and snacks because we're gonna watch this happen because you're never gonna see a fire like this. And apparently there were green flames and blue flames shooting out of the roof 50 feet high because of all the chemicals and things that were burning in there. But rather than being um, um, you know, angry or resentful or frustrated about the setback, actually he celebrated it. And later on he said most of the things in there were absolute rubbish anyway, um, and I was looking for a reason to get rid of them. So he found a, a, a silver lining in that. So when we look at this failure mechanism, failure is beneficial. You cannot have up without down. You cannot have left without right, and you cannot have success without failure to be included in this. Break down goals alone or by myself as a leader. Ooh. There's a couple of ways we can do this. So if you're talking about your own goals inside a business, one element is to look at where you want to get to. Where does the business want to be in 12 months, three years, five years time? And then breaking those goals down accordingly and working out how you in your business area or your team um, are going to create outcomes which are going to then plug into that. Now, you may want to sit down and deliberate this yourself to come up with some ideas because maybe as a, as a leader, you have a bit more business acumen than your team do. You've got a bit more awareness than maybe they're, I don't say, like to say allowed to have, but maybe there's certain elements you're more aware of as a leader that will support you creating some goals. What I would then suggest is from when you've got that line of sight and some ideas yourself is then include and incorporate as many of your people as you possibly can. And you might ask them, well, what are their expectations? What would they like to achieve? How would that feel if they made that? Um, what would it be like to be in that place? 
what would they like to contribute to that so you start to create some extra additions to that goal which is their parts of it so it becomes inclusive and then they can start to build those tangible actions of things they actually want to give to make it happen so there are different points in the leadership journey when we're setting those goals that are going to make it um, easier for people to plug in at the right time so everybody is included and with your goals be as transparent as you can and make it accessible to everybody because the more people feel included the more they'll be involved um, a, a previous client of mine we hear this a lot I'm a control freak that's what she said to me I don't. and she was laughing she said, yeah I'm a control freak I said no you're not you just want to be included which completely blew her mind and you know it blew mine as I was saying it how many people do you hear in your business saying I'm a control freak and I want this and I want to do that it's because they don't feel like they're involved in the full situation the moment you feel involved in the situation you actually try and control it less and the more you're trying to constrict it and keep hold of it the less it actually happens because you can't let it go to grow to do what it needs to do and the moment you're kind of you're involved with it you'll actually be there to nurture and flourish that situation so as a leader if, it, if you're the leader and you're the head of the business maybe you want to do a little bit of reflection do some meditation and um, take time on your own i've got some um, i've got a new deck of cards actually we haven't even got these published yet it's the leadership deck it's going to be phenomenally powerful um, that will help you to do this on your own and also to reflect on your own skill sets i hope this is helpful coaching questions couple of links one we've got tomorrow's session if you haven't booked onto tomorrow's session the first thing you need to do is get booked on for tomorrow's session we're going to be looking at the options over here and things we can do to start making this happen also the coaching deck we've got the coaching decks available it is you know, it's, it's five pound for the the coaching deck It's 80 questions to help you get the best from yourself and the best from the people around you and finally the virtual classrooms right now we are holding virtual classrooms we are doing online training people preparing you for your return to work fingers crossed it happens if it doesn't though we will continue to do these sessions and we will have the virtual classrooms open to help you to be the best possible version of yourself and prepare you in this environment the the homework and then the return to work in the best possible way with leadership skills and soft skills that will help you deliver results thank you very much for today on a scale of one to ten one being not at all, 10 being absolutely. How useful was today for you? Keen to hear. Eight, eight, eight. Any more for any more? Nine with an explanation mark. Thank you, Judith. Love it. Thank you. 10, amazing. Appreciated. Nine, so much to take in. Absolutely. I said at the beginning, you had keepers. I would love to know in the feedback, we're going to send out the email. It still counts with day. If you would like to take up some of my time 15 to 20 minutes of coaching i'm going to give this to you as a gift only for the live people not the replay 15 to 20 minutes of my time to you as a gift for and with coat for coaching in exchange for a testimonial i would love to hear your thoughts i would love to know what you think about these sessions how you recommend them to other people and i will exchange the testimonial for um for 15 to 20 minutes of, of coaching for you if that would be of beneficial i would love to speak to some of you please take us up on this offer we'll send the email out as a reminder from um with the content today with the feedback in there respond to that email let us know and i will we'll speak together directly and we'll get that time plugged in at the time that works for you and for me and i would truly love to have that conversation
Thank you very much for today. And I look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Speak to you.